0: welcome to the kinja's podcast here we will discuss dance life and whatever the f**k we want (laughs) welcome back to another episode of the kinja's podcast movement in the shadows i am your host ben have you ever asked yourself the question how did i get here sometimes we ask ourselves that question because we don't like where we're at in life And sometimes we ask ourselves that question because we find ourselves to be at a place that's amazing and we just try to backtrack our steps to see how we got there. And uh, as people often say, follow your heart, sometimes doing just that without a disciplined mind can actually take you all over the place and may even take you on detours that keep you from getting to where your heart ultimately desires to get to. My guest today is Bailey Sock. Bailey is a dancer, choreographer, actor, singer, and golfer. You may recognize her from competing on World of Dance Season 2 with S-Rank. She's worked with artists such as Alessia Cara, K-Camp, Jason Derulo, and the legendary Janet Jackson, just to name a few. She has done choreography work for K-pop group Red Velvet. She was the winner of the Rising Star Award at Arena LA in 2019. And this extensive resume coming from somebody who was just barely 16 years old. And um, what I love talking to uh, Bailey about in this conversation, obviously trying to understand um, what a 16 year old girl, how, how her journey has gotten her to where she's at now. So we start from the very beginning of where dance entered her life. And her relationship with her parents, her sisters, who kind of encouraged her to pursue this. But ultimately, this was something that she loved on her own. And like most uh, young prodigies, there's always that X factor, there's always that little bit uh, of something else, that ingredient that pushes them to um excel and and perform at extraordinary levels and just like most kids anybody who finds a hobby or something that they're into they do it because they love it it's fun and they they spend a lot of time doing it but with bailey um it was beyond that and she goes into how Dance became something that she wasn't just into for fun and only into maybe one aspect or one style of it But she actually became very obsessive over everything and so she trained in pretty much every style that she had access to And um, as she continued to dance, she, her you know, parents encouraged her to keep going further And she talks about her journeys into coming out to LA and taking classes out here and overcoming the fears and the nerves of Um, entering these quote unquote, you know, adult level classes while being just a kid. And um, her journey has led her into some amazing spaces and she gets pretty honest about how her fears that were definitely there and present, but how she was able to overcome those things. And even through that, um, going through things like World of Dance and uh, now traveling all over the world, teaching classes, to pursuing things like acting and singing, um, it's pretty apparent that Bailey's very um, aware of herself and what she uh, loves and naturally finds herself um, interested in. And just like her obsession for dance, uh, she really pours herself into all the things that, that pique her interest and just like any 16 year old it's normal for somebody to not have their life's goals figured out and i think talking with bailey it was cool to see how she's still um yeah she's a kid and figuring things out and having fun doing it but uh more than just the fun aspect of it she is very disciplined and her drive which reminds me of you know the you know with the recent passing of kobe bryant that mamba mentality that that um unwillingness to give up the 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 obsession to study every aspect of um, the game and the sport. And Bailey definitely has that. And um, as we talk about what life is like now during this uh, quarantine time, it's, it's really cool to see how she's now transitioning from maybe her work schedule and training schedule as it may used to have been, but now being able to utilize this time to focus on the things that uh, she maybe didn't have so much time to do before. And so she talks about how she's utilizing this time, how she's still staying creative, how she's finding new hobbies, how she's able to do um, catch up on things that she uh, felt like she wanted to do. And so it was really fun um, talking with her. And um, this was another live stream pod you know again apologies for any of our audio it sounds a little bit more raw because again we're not out of our normal studio with our normal uh, crew practicing uh, safe social distancing right now Um, but uh, I think this one is fun there's a lot of fun lightning round questions that we get to and uh, we do a a &A, Q&A at the end of it too so those who hopped on the live stream on our uh, Kinja's Instagram uh, we go live every Tuesday, or every sorry, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with a new guest. And uh, if you miss the episode on the live stream, if you're listening to this on your podcast uh, platforms, we are going to upload the audio to it every Wednesday. So if you want to check out the live stream and see who our guest is every Sunday, make sure you hop on the Kinja's Instagram uh, live stream. And but uh, again, the audio is always going to be on the podcast. Uh, platforms on Wednesday. Um, this was a fun talk um, in the time like this where everybody's kind of in a lockdown mode. It's, it's great to see um, people and how they're utilizing their time, how they're still moving, um, continuing to stay inspired and growing and to hear this young woman's uh, perspective and how she's using this time is, uh, is not only uh, fun and encouraging, but super inspiring for not only the, the people who follow her, to the younger dancer, to people like even myself. Um, I had a lot of fun talking with her. I think this is a good one, so let's get into it. We have an amazing, amazing guest today. She is a dancer, choreographer, actor, and golfer. Uh, you may recognize her from World of Dance Season 2 with S-Rank. She has worked with artists such as Alessia Cara, K-Camp, Jason Derulo, Megan Trainer, and the legendary Janet Jackson. I'm sure people are like, who is this person? Uh, she co-choreographed for K-pop group uh, Red Velvet. She was the winner of the Rising Star Award at Arena LA in 2019. And all this and she's only 16 years old. I wonder who it could be. And she is tuned in now. So my amazing guests, if you want to toss in a little request thing, so I can tag you in and we can be on and popping up in here. Oh, okay. I could see who's requesting. There it is. There's just multiple requests that was happening. We gotta figure it out. Think okay. We should be getting her in here any second now. Yes, hey! Bailey.
1: What's up?
0: Technical difficulties, man. <laughs>
1: I know. They're, oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: we're, we're trying to minimize this lag time, but uh. Yes. Welcome, Bailey. Oh
1: my gosh! I'm so finally, happy. finally, we can finally do this. <laughs> I
0: guess it takes a a, a global lockdown quarantine to oh my to God. get you some uh, some podcast time. But um, yeah. thank you so much for joining our our live pod. Um, so many people have requested to have you in here, and we finally got you in here. Um, how are you during all this crazy time in the world? What, what's what's life been like for you?
1: I'm good. I mean, just, I don't know. I mean, there's only so much everyone can do in quarantine, but I've just been just resting, spending time with family. Um, I've been kind of busy like the past few few months and like this whole year. So it was kind of nice to just take a breath through everything, you know, spending time with family because we're all kind of, you know, having our own schedules, but now we can finally just spend time together, um, trying to dance. Yeah, you know. yeah. Keep dancing. Take you, taught, take uh, classes, you taught a class whatever. for
0: uh, Sino Stage. The, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little tutorial last night. I saw that. Yeah. Awesome. It was cool. so fun. Well, very cool. Um, so the podcast, Movement in the Shadows, it's the the behind the story. It's the stuff that uh, you probably won't find on your Instagram and, and the, the history I'm sure the world is wondering how, how in the world has Bailey gotten to where she's at? Um, Bailey Sock, I feel like I'm like not even giving the proper interest, Bailey Sock, if you guys don't know, guys, is our guest today. Um, but for the, the listener or viewer who may not know the backstory, can you give us a brief sort of background of where you're from, how dance entered your life, all of that?
1: Um, so, I'm Bailey, what's up? Uh, I grew up, grew up, I'm growing up in Orange County. (laughs) Um, I started dancing when I was roughly like two and a half years old, so basically dance has just been everything, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I started, um, my family, I have a family of five, got two older sisters, and they used to dance when they were younger, but they don't anymore. So that was kind of the reason why I started. I was just kind of the baby in the studio. I would apparently kind of like mimic the the classes and like, you know, stretch outside the window and do things like that. And apparently the third kid was free. So they just threw me in a class. My parents just threw me in a dance class and I've been dancing ever since. Um my older sisters don't dance anymore. They're kind of in well they were golfers. Yeah, so they started Golfing and just kind of doing that, you know, basically. Now, my oldest sister, she is a coach, a golf coach, and then my uh, middle sister, she uh, got injured in between. Like, she had some back problems and everything, so she's kind of in a physical therapy, kind of kinesiology area. So I've also been dancing, or not dancing, golfing um, as I was growing up, and golf has kind of always been in my life as well because I've just kind of always been around it. And then um, yeah so I started dancing when I was about like two and a half just kind of taking classes at a dance studio and then I started competing when I was around five five years old Um, four or five or something like that I was so young I honestly don't really (laughs) remember but um, yeah so I was just competing doing you know tap ballet jazz lyrical all of those like foundational dance styles Um, and then When I was around nine-ish, I started to kind of discover hip-hop and, like, classes in L.A. and all these other styles of dance, Um, and so I started to take a few classes. I remember I saw... um, I remember Matt Stefanina. He taught at my home studio when I was about five years old, so I remembered him, and then my sister, we just saw him again on YouTube, so I was like, hey, like, why don't just make a trip up to L.A., get everybody to go and we all drove up to LA and then I took class his class and I was like so scared I remember I was like crying in the car because I was terrified and it was just everything was so new and I honestly didn't want to go in the class because I was so intimidated by the whole setting because it was also I think it was an adult class it was at Millennium And so everyone was just older and, you know, professional dancers are just walking through and I'm just like a child. And I was just like so overwhelmed by everything. Um, And then, yeah, I slowly just kind of started to to take more classes. And uh, yeah, so I was doing all of that. And then I remember I also started to get an introduction into urban dance. Um, so I remember I would just kind of was on this like role and it was so everything was so new for me so I was just watching videos all the time looking at choreographers different classes trying to figure out like who's teaching where so I could be in that environment um, and then I remember I saw What video was it? It was the one where you guys were wearing mustaches.
0: Oh I think Anthony Anthony Lee and and uh, Lawrence was it the uh... Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That video was amazing. I think Classic.
1: It was somebody I used to know. I
0: yes, to somebody I used to know, yep, yep.
1: Yeah, and I, I remember watching that video and I was like, Oh my god, what is this? I need to figure this out right now. And so I took I found Anthony, stalker, I found Anthony online and then I was like, Okay, I'm getting into this class. I went to class, I believe it was at focus Dance Center. Yeah, that focus dancer. Yeah, Gautier.
0: Charlie just right? said Gautier. That's that's the group, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of how I started getting into urban dance, just by, like, watching videos and just being super interested in that whole new world that I had no idea about. Um, And then I stopped competing. um, I was about 10 years old when I stopped competing, and I originally stopped because I was going to take on golf, like, competitively and really get into that world. Um, I know my dad and my coach, like, really wanted me to to kind of shift my focus over to golf because I think throughout when I was growing up, it was always like dance, golf, and school. Like that was kind of the schedule. I would go to school in the morning and then I would go to dance right after school, straight from school, go to dance, go to the studio for a few hours. And then during my dinner break that we had, my mom would pick up food for me. I would literally eat it in the car and then go to the golf range hit like a few buckets and then go back to the dance studio to finish off like classes or rehearsal for the night. And then I would um, go home, do homework, go to sleep and do the whole thing the next day. So growing up, I was just kind of always on that grind of like those three things happening. Um, And so the plan was for me to just, you know, keep dance as a hobby and just kind of have fun with it growing up and then shift over to golfing. But right when I started to golf, I was, like, I was, like, really focused, and I was doing tournaments and everything, and then I, yeah, like, we started to do tournaments, and then in between everything, I would also be taking hip-hop classes or urban classes, and then I slowly just realized that I really wanted to dance, and I just kind of, like, fell in love with dance, and just taking all those independent classes, and yeah, that was kind of the story growing
0: up yeah um, yeah can i ask though so i'm curious golf and dance two seem like very different things right was yeah. golf something that your parents were encouraging or was that just something that you guys your your whole like you because your sisters also yeah. played, right so was that something that was encouraged by your parents or more was just something that you guys naturally enjoyed
1: um well i think we would just kind of all do it as a family. So I remember we would all just go to the range sometimes. And so I was always around it. Like it was always playing on the TV. I don't think like, I know my sisters like loved golfing a lot. And that was definitely like their passion from, from the start. Um, But for me, I was just like dancing and I, I stuck to dancing for a while. And then I was down to kind of do either one because they were both kind of equals almost. Um, But yeah, I think golf was just... It was it was weird because it was always in my family. Like, we were always around it. Like, we would have, like... We have mats in the house to practice and everything. But for me, I was just, like... I just want to dance, you know? And at yeah. the end of it, I was, like, I just... I'll take... I remember I had a conversation with my parents, too, at some point. Because they were also super, like, passionate. And, like, I love my parents so much. Like, they are they're the best. Like, whatever... Um, they're super supportive, like in every way. So if they're like, "Okay, I want to do this," they'll luckily like they'll give me the tools for it, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but yeah, I remember I had a talk with like my parents, and I was like, "You know what? I just kind of want to dance." I was like, yeah. "Take a few years, and then I can go back to it later." But yeah, that was kind
0: of the story. So you're saying your schedule is pretty much consisting of golf, dance, and then I'm sure there's school in there somewhere, right? um so how was how did you balance that you know growing up as a kid with like schoolwork, dance and golf and there was kind of like your time can only be spread out so thin so how did you kind of balance yeah. the school life and all that stuff in there
1: um I was just kind of because I was still going to public school at the time I was always on like a schedule like I would go to school from what like seven to two or something like that and then right away my parents would pick me up and then go to um, the studio and so it was kind of everything was very set so i couldn't didn't really have a choice to miss it or not and i was also super young too i was like doing this since i was like four or five-ish up until when i was 10 so i didn't really know anything else i was just kind of like always working and trying to figure out how to manage my time and i think It's because I didn't know anything else. Like I was able to just kind of like figure it out and just like manage my time from a young age. But um, yeah, it was definitely interesting. Like those those three, it was always just work for me. Like a lot of uh, a lot of normal kid things I didn't really do. Like I still to this day don't really know how to ride a bike.
0: Um, Oh, interesting. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Yeah. And, uh, at some point you were homeschooled, right? Or are you like still kind of, okay. So yeah. that kind of freed up more time for you to get your school work done, like to your own time and then go, yeah. go do your, your training. So, um, speaking of training, so you said you grew up in a studio, you studied pretty much all styles of dance. Yeah. Uh, was that something that was kind of, uh, encouraged like did somebody encourage you to do that or did you genuinely just have this interest of like i want to learn ballet jazz hip-hop like did you do that all by yourself or was that kind of like uh kind of uh suggested to you
1: i think it was more so suggested to me because i was i started when i was three two two three ish and so like right away i was just kind of taking like tap classes ballet classes and i think I didn't really realize it, but I was having a lot of fun with all the different styles because it was like, you know, it's like learning math, biology, like all these different uh, genres, I guess. Um, And so I've always kind of really enjoyed doing that, but I don't think it was necessarily my choice. Um, Yeah, I mean, dancing in general wasn't really my choice, (laughs) but it was something that I was like, oh, cool. Like I was leaning towards it, and then I just had that little push, and then it just became like, this extreme passion that I had yeah. but yeah even when I started um dancing more independently like outside of my studio I was wanting to kind of do other styles still so I think that kind of stayed in me because um, I would take classes from like Brian Friedman who I look up to a lot <laughs> um like Brian and then like Matt and then go into these like raw styles you know learning from Melvin and urban dance and everything and i just had a lot of fun just like trying to be a chameleon and kind of pick up as much
0: Yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, when you were, like, kind of starting to take classes in L.A., when you're, like, going to Millennium or whatever it is, and you talked about the the nerves and, like, the fear of, like, oh, my gosh, these older people, professional dancers and all that. How did you kind of either... I don't mean, maybe you haven't overcame the fear, but how do you still get yourself to put yourself in those environments even though it was scary?
1: I feel like... I just kind of had to force myself like at the same time like we live in Orange County so the drive up to LA is about like one or two hours so it's like my whole family came together and we drove up to LA and I remember like it was like okay I'm here like I literally can't turn back you know like I we did all this work everybody's here my whole family's here so it's like I they were like, literally waiting for me just to step into this room and take a dance class. So I kind of just had to put myself in that mindset of, like, just go, and what happens, happens. It was super intimidating, though, especially, like, I remember I was so scared for, like, Brian's classes at Millennium and, like, Trisha's classes. It took me a while to, like, really get out of that, that phase. But once I kind of got out of that, I honestly think it was just repetition for me, just, like, Forcing myself to go into class and then reminding myself of, like, the reason why I wanted to be there in the first place.
0: Got you. And uh, at what point were you kind of, like, thinking that this was going to be something that you were to pursue? Because, I mean, though you're young, uh, you have, like, your your career as a dancer and a teacher and choreographer is definitely moving. Was there a point that... Um, that you can kind of, like, recollect where you were, like, this is actually going to be my, like, full-time focus?
1: I think it was when I was about 11 years old. I started to really, like, understand everything that was kind of happening. And so, like, I was, at this point, I was getting more comfortable with classes and everything. And then I just, I don't know. It was just, like, a, a, a feeling, I guess. Like, when I was about, when I was competing and I was, Around five years old, like I knew, I always really, really liked to perform and to dance and just kind of have that that feeling that you know that adrenaline rush and everything. Because I remember, like the moment that I hit the stage when I competed, I was like, "Whoa!" Like I had to like take a step back and I was like, "This is fun." I was like, "I like doing this." Um, yeah. But then, yeah, I kind of shifted over to more of like the industry community side of things, like outside of my uh, dance studio growing up, and then. I think it's like when I started to get comfortable with everything was when I was like, okay, I think I can like really take this seriously and really start training, and that's when I like spent a lot of time taking classes at like Snow Globe and like more Snow Globe, and I think also just Dojo because we live in OC, so that's like kind of like the midpoint. It's not as far as like driving to LA, so I would my, I remember my parents would drop me off, like literally just drop me off at the studio, and I would take like three or four classes and they just like drop off food every once in a while. But they're like, Hey, you're stuck here. You want to do this? You're stuck here. You don't have a ride back. If you want to do this, then like we're going to really take it seriously. So it's like, all right, let's do it. You know? So I'm like super lucky to have like my family and my team to really support me.
0: Yeah. What was your first opportunity to do like work, like industry work?
1: Um, I remember I booked my first job. Well, when I was competing still, I, uh, agency came over to my studio, and they like picked up some dancers, and I was lucky enough to get picked up by MSA. And so I would kind of go on a few auditions, and that's when I kind of was introduced to more of the industry side of things. And I remember I booked my first job, which was um, Aladdin. It was a it was a playhouse. It was a play. Um, it was Lithgow I know a lot of I think a lot of dancers have actually dance to this, but this is how I met a lot of my friends. Um, and I remember it was like a Christmas play. It took up like a few months maybe. And I was maybe like 10 years old roughly. Um, and it was so fun and it was so different because I kind of growing up, I wasn't, uh, an independent dancer at all. You know, I was with my team and I was kind of, you know, just always, every day, just with those people working on, you know, our same dances and everything. Um, but going on these auditions and like fighting for your spot and like, it was so new for me, but it was also, I think because it was so new, it was a lot of fun. So like trying to explore and understand everything. Um, but yeah, I remember that job specifically, it was so much fun. I, it was so fun for me. And then I think when I was, I was roughly like 12 years old was when I danced with Janet, and that's when it was like
0: confirmation. <laughs> yeah. It was really yeah.
1: It. I was like, if you forgot, this is it,
0: you know. But how did that? How did that come about? Working with Janet Jackson.
1: Um. Well, I actually auditioned to go on tour with her, and I did not get the job. <laughs> I oh my god, it was so frustrating. I remember I was like the last i was down to the last two two people to to go on tour with her and um i was so sad i remember after when i didn't get it because they had um this whole process and it took so long we were there for like all day i remember for this one audition and they didn't really say what it was for and then at the end of the day i was lucky to still be there but then Janet came in and she was at the audition and she was like watching and everything. And it was down to the last last two, last four maybe. And um, I didn't get it, but I got cut <laughs> and I was really sad. But I mean, it wasn't, a, I mean, at the end, like my mom was like, you're fine. I remember I was like crying in the car because I was like, I was so close and everything. But um, yeah, I remember their choreographer called a few people back to do like a Rhythm Nation little little piece together with Janet and I was lucky enough to be a part of that and that was crazy that was like my first time really really working I guess in like the industry and like taking it that seriously I remember like cleaning Rhythm Nation with everyone and just being so scared like so stressed out because everything was cleaned down to a T and for me it was like I never I was never going through that you know so it was super different
0: mm. Um, and you, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, you worked with one of the most iconic artists in, in history, I would say. Um, and you know, even from there, you you worked on the, the League of Legends, the opening ceremony. And I remember watching that video on YouTube and I thought I was tripping because I'm like, there's definitely real people on stage. And for some reason, these people look like they're video game characters, but they're on the same stage. Uh, that tripped me out. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and, and what that was like?
1: Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that was that was crazy. It was already like a while ago too. Um, but I was kind of, you know, taking classes, you know, trying to take everybody's classes at this point, And I met Ellen Kim, who choreographed it. And I remember when we got the email for the opportunity, we didn't really know much about it because um, I'm not really into like the whole gaming world or anything. So I was like, okay, this cool. I was like, it's for some company, right? And I honestly had no idea what I was getting into. Like I had no clue. I was like, okay, we just going to go to this place, like their headquarters and just, I guess we're just dancing or, you know, doing whatever. I had no idea what, what was happening, but I was like, you know, it's going to be a cool experience, learning experience, you know, for doing something for a company like this. But I literally had no idea, and then we filmed, and we did everything, and then I left, and then when everything came out, I was like, what? What is happening? Because I saw the video, and it already, like, the views were going up and up and up and up, and I was like, okay, I had no idea, like, that this is what I was working on this whole time, and then I saw, like, the music video and everything, and everything looked so dope, and I was like, wow, I was so surprised, honestly
0: yeah that's awesome yeah i mean as you're saying the you got i mean from the actual performance to even like your guys rehearsal the the rehearsal video just millions and millions of views it's wild so like with all of that um i know that you're obviously dance is your passion uh golf is a passion but you're also getting into things like acting and stuff like that so what's that like in terms of um are you do you just feel like you're just kind of just kind of following where your your curiosities are taking you, or like kind yeah. of yeah, how's all this stuff coming about
1: yeah I think that's honestly you worded it perfectly um, this i guess the past two years now, i guess wow um I've just been trying a ton of new things just for fun, i guess I'm just um In teaching, in acting, even in like vocal lessons, (laughs) so randomly, I've just kind of been seeing things and I'm like, okay, cool, like, we'll just give it a shot. Like, can't really hurt, you know? So I was just trying a ton of things, taking acting classes, and then even teaching has been super new for me. Um, Luckily, I've been surrounded by incredible humans. You know, all the Kinjas, all of you guys, you know, and, and Melvin, and just everyone. Um, And so I was getting really inspired to just try teaching, trying it out. Um, And then I slowly started to get opportunities for international teaching, which is still crazy to me. Like, I still can't believe that that's even a thing that I'm doing. Um, And then, yeah, just taking acting classes, vocal lessons, just trying to try as many things as I can. And then if I like it, if I don't like it, then I can kind of you know shift my focus towards something else or just... I don't know I'm just spreading myself as why
0: yeah 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 (laughs) want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor Meister watches they are truly masters of their craft from quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with Meister is doing it Hop on to MSTRwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJASPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the KINJAS podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to MSTRwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Aesthetic. Hop on the store.kinjes.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with a K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Kin Aesthetic Brand. Um, When you guys did Roll the Dance with uh, S-Rank, that was season two, right? Um, Yeah, can you talk a bit about um, what that was like for you? Because that was the, uh, well, I don't know, that wasn't the first team you've been on a team. I know you did a small thing with America's Got Talent when you were tiny, tiny. Um, And then, yeah, and then you guys did um, World of Dance. What was was that experience like for you? That was
1: crazy, honestly, Um, because I met Melvin... Gosh, I was just taking classes and then I saw that he came down from the bay and he taught like a midnight master at snow globe and I was like, okay, I'm, I mean, I'm down. He's probably only here for so long. So I wanted to catch him while he was in town. And then I took his class and I struggled so hard. I was a mess. Like, literal like a whole spaz in that class um and then i remember he called me out to do a solo and i was like why why like i genuinely didn't understand why um and then i messed up three times in that solo and you know it's like one of those moments where i mess up and i knew there was no recovery (laughs) so i was like okay i'll you know that's it like i'm just gonna tap out but then he kept on making me do it over and over again i was like oh my god this dude is like really trying to do something to me. Um, and then after that class, that's kind of when we started to like build our relationship and he was like really, uh, really amazing and just kind of like taking me on board and being uh, a mentor to me. And then um, he would come down and I would just literally try to catch him as often as I can. Like every time we taught, like I was in class, I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to get it this time. Like so motivated to, to figure it out. Um, and then he was like, Hey, Hey, I'm doing this team called S rank. It's super new. Um, and I wanted to know if you want to be a part of it. And I was like, absolutely. I'm there, whatever, whatever you need, whatever you want, I'm there for it. Um, and so he was like, yeah, we're going to compete at bridge. Let me know how you feel about it, whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm down. And my parents would also like watch him and be amazed and blown away by him as well. So that was kind of something that, my whole family was super down for and then we took a trip to um Chapkis, to like kind of bay area sacramento area um and i stayed there for like a few a few maybe a week i think like a few days a week um and that's when we were rehearsing for bridge and i was just spending time there and spending time with him and then we ended up winning bridge which was insane um but that was My first thing doing it with S-Rank, and I think that was kind of towards the the beginning of when S-Rank was, you know, becoming S-Rank. And then he was like, hey, I have this crazy idea, maybe go on a TV show, World of Dance, how do you feel? And I was like, all right, let's do it. I was like, I'm down, like, whatever it is. Because I remember I saw season one, too, and watched you guys dance and, like, all these insane teams. Because season one was crazy, you know, like, the amount of talent that was on that was insane, Um, And I was like, okay, let's do it. And honestly, I had so much fun, like with the the whole team and everything, because doing something on that level, like competing for something like that was so different than what I was used to, because when I used to compete, it was just like showstopper or um, star power showbiz or things like that, where it was just kind of you prep for you know almost the whole year just to compete that one time and for us we didn't really have that much time to prep so it was just like a ton of stress but also me being a little bit older now I could kind of understand and learn about teamwork and the discipline through that but man I just remember like rehearsing like crazy with S-rank like we would go to snow globe at maybe 11 meet around ten, eleven, and just rehearse until like five in the morning every single night just because like our team was was filled with a ton of adults who were all kind of working and all doing their own things so in the day nobody was really free and we couldn't really find that window to practice but you know it had to be the time it just had to be you know when everybody was
0: Yeah. sleeping yeah yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, you mentioned discipline right so I mean getting on to a show of that caliber um, there's a lot on the line uh, there could be a lot of pressure a lot of nerves um, for yourself did you have you always been a very like disciplined motivated person in everything or is it only kind of surface in some type uh, in some areas
1: I feel like I've kind of always had that built in me when I was younger um, because I started like competing and and taking everything super seriously at a young age Um, so I mean like I said earlier like my schedule was always packed and so I didn't really know anything else than just like eat sleep and work basically since I was younger Um, so just kind of bringing that into my life like especially when I was getting older and I feel like I'm still trying to keep that like that that same energy as for as long as I can um, just time management and try to figure everything out. But I would say that discipline definitely stemmed from like competing, like ballet and all of that. And I think that kind of has its way of working into everything. Cause I think that also helped with golf in in a way because when I was golfing at like five years old, my coach was like kind of surprised at how I was picking things up so fast and how I was able to kind of adapt to different things. Because I've been, you know, working and doing ballet and, you know, had pretty strict teachers, you know, so it wasn't the easiest, you know, it was just kind of always working as hard as I can.
0: Got you. So, in a, you know, obviously, when things are moving, when the world is normal and not in lockdown mode, and you, you would normally have like a, a packed schedule, right? Things that you're either doing for yourself, training, uh, whether that's working, whether that's, um, yeah, like just working on your various crafts. And during a time like this where everybody's on lockdown, right, um, how, how are you kind of passing this time right now?
1: Man oh gosh I'm just trying to do a lot of the things that I also wanted to do when I didn't have time because I've always been like super busy since day one so I never really had time to like sit and like do some other activities or do things that I've been waiting to do because I'm always like you know when I'm working or something I'll be like oh man I'm tired I really want to just be home or like not do this or not go to class or not train. So I'm just trying to think of the things that I've been waiting to do or even just like other hobbies, other things that I wanted to pick up. Um, Like, well, right now I'm catching up on school you know, because I still have to do that, and, um, I'm not gonna lie, I am behind on school, (laughs) so I've been doing school, trying to dance a little bit, um, but then also, like, trying to, like, do random things, like, learning, learning Korean, which is something that I've wanted to do for a while, um, so, like, getting into K-pop and K-dramas and all this stuff, um, what else, painting, drawing, just kind of, like, using this self, this time for myself, and just kind of resetting with everything, because I never really had the time to do.
0: Yeah. What would you say for uh, people who are kind of like people who follow your your work, um, people who are fans of you, like what would you want to maybe challenge or inspire some folks out there to um, how to utilize quarantine time?
1: Yeah. I would just say like, think about all the times that you didn't want to do anything (laughs) and do it now because we literally have, All the time, you know, so like I've been cooking randomly, like making some like vegan vegetarian meals, um, reading, read a book, learn a new skill, like do anything. But there's also a lot of ways that we can keep, I think, keep up in our crafts, you know, like we have... A lot of different outlets which is awesome you know so many online classes now um like for me because i've been focusing on like acting and vocal lessons and everything like watching films you know even like taking time to watch watch dance movies because i've never seen any dance movies (laughs) like i haven't seen any of the step ups or or break in or any of those which i'm so ashamed of But now I have the time to finally, like, really get into that.
0: Oh, yeah, there's a ton of amazing dance movies that you need to get caught up on. Exactly. Like,
1: there's so many ways I feel like we can learn at the same time, you know? And also, like, things like this, like video chats, you know? Dancing with your friends online. Like, you can, I feel like you can session with your friends online. You know, just FaceTime a friend or something. Yeah.
0: Love that. What are you looking forward to most uh, once the quarantine has been officially lifted,
1: <laughs> oh, getting back in class! Like I just miss that class environment so much because it's been so long. I was on a job for a really long time for the past few months, um, and so I haven't been taking class in a while. I taught with Kita. When was that? Like about a month ago already at Complex. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I just like miss that that energy. You know, I feel like there's like a a very specific classroom setting that's just like so magical, you know, just being in that. Um, but yeah, doing that and just like getting back into like acting classes and just like getting back to a normal schedule. I feel like
0: Got you. Um, what would be some uh goals that you have uh as far as whether that be career goals or just personal things that you want to achieve. What are some of those things yeah. that you hope to get to eventually?
1: Um, that's the thing right now. I've just been, like I said, like the past few years, I've just been trying a lot of new things. And so I've just been kind of like, haven't really had the time to like really solidify and focus on one of those things, but I've just been like spreading myself super wide and just trying to do as much as I can. Um But it's something I'm really excited to like focus on, you know, any of those things, whether it be acting or, or singing, but really like, take it as far as I possibly can, because especially acting, I feel like right now is something that I'm super passionate about because after I did my first acting job, which was like a YouTube series, um, I've realized that I was like super passionate about acting. And it was like something that I really wanted to do. I haven't really had the, the time to fully get into that with singing, but even just by like taking lessons, I'm already like getting inspired to, to do everything. And then I started looking at everything in a different light So, like, when I'm watching movies, I'm not watching it for, like, enjoyment anymore. Well, I mean, I'm still getting enjoyment out of it. But, like, I'm looking at how people are acting and all the details, body language, like, everything that's happening. Same thing with music. Like, I'm listening to music differently. And I've just been, like, thinking about it so often that I feel like I have to do something about it. You know, like, it's like I think about it, like, right when I go to sleep. And then I wake up and it's like, okay, I'm spending too much time on this for me not to, like, really take it in. So I'd say like those things and even still like furthering, keeping, keep pushing with teaching and dancing, you know, just doing as much as I can and just seeing where it takes me.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, I want to get into a lightning round of questions. I'm going to fire off some questions. You need to come with lightning fashion. Lightning round in three, two, one. What is your favorite food?
1: Food. Um, food. I am a sucker for Impossible Burgers.
0: Impossible burgers? Yeah. Ooh, burgers. yeah. Same, I love them.
1: I've been vegetarian for, like, a few months now, so.
0: Same. Yeah. Love it. Uh, what's your favorite dessert?
1: Ooh, anything chocolate. Chocolate cake, any piece of chocolate. Yeah, always good with that.
0: Song of the moment.
1: Song of the moment. Um, uh, I've been listening to a lot of R&B lately, um, so anything by, like, her, Snow Allegra, like a ton of any R&B artist right now. Yeah.
0: If you had to pursue something other than dance, what would it be?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, the things that I was talking about (laughs) before, um, but also golf. I would love to, like, take a step back into that when I have time. Yeah.
0: What or who is your biggest inspiration?
1: Oh! um, I mean, I would just say my family in general. You know, all of my family because... Throughout my whole life, they've been so supportive over everything, which I'm so lucky to have because I know um, not a lot of people are, are able to get that. So I'm always super grateful for my family.
0: Yeah. What is your guilty pleasure?
1: Ooh. Ugh, chocolate. I <laughs> can, never, can never get away from it.
0: What is a must-have item for you when you dance?
1: When I dance? Um... Must have item. As of right now, it's been like when I dance exactly, it's been just like really baggy clothing. <laughs> Cause I just don't feel the same. I don't know. Like I used to dance in like leggings, and even when I used to compete, I was literally wearing like booty shorts and a bra, and then that was it. But as of late, I, I can't dance without like being drowned in my clothing.
0: Gotcha. I understand. What is your favorite clothing brand?
1: Ooh. It changes a lot. I don't, wouldn't say I have, like, a necessarily, like, a favorite brand, but I do wear a lot of Nike. Always. Yeah.
0: What is your worst fear? fear.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I'm kind of, I'm scared of a lot of things, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> but um, I have, like, a really weird fear of <laughs> animal heads on a human body. It's so strange. <laughs> it's so weird. I it's so weird but like even just like an animal like if you were to take like a dog or a pig or
0: You're talking about like an actual animal head not like Mickey Mouse at at Disneyland right like Yeah, no,
1: no, no, like an actual like if there is an animal like in a human form I'm done like it's over Yeah, it's so weird. I know
0: (laughs) that's a pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty big uh, big fear of mine as well I would say what would be a dream opportunity for you?
1: Ooh dream opportunity Um, uh, acting in, like, a really high, like, film, or, like, a big movie or something.
0: We gotta get you in the next dance movie. That'll be the next one that you watch, the one that you star in. What would be a dream collab? Dream collab?
1: Shoot. Um, uh... Bailey, Sock, and Kinjas.
0: Oh!
1: Oh! You heard it here,
0: folks. This is recorded.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: You guys heard it. So less of, more of. What would you want to see less of in the world and then also more of in the world?
1: Less uh, judgment, I think. Uh, Judgment and, like, I would say selfish. selfishness (laughs) I guess Um, and more of just understanding and like patience and just love in general you know I feel like right now there's a lot there's a lot of of things happening in the world right now you know and I feel like the world would be a much happier place if we just kind of came together as a unity you know and just really understood each other and just took the time and patience and just spread love yeah
0: I agree I love it (laughs) what is your golden rule your life mantra what you live by the thing that motivates you what is your golden rule
1: i would say just work hard and be nice that's kind of always been it for me super simple my parents have kind of engraved that in my head since i was younger just work hard and be nice you know nothing else that's pretty much it you know just stay in your lane work hard do your thing. And just be nice stay humble throughout everything and just it's simple you know just cut out everything else and just work hard and be nice yeah
0: I love it that is a very solid golden rule um, we are going to transition into some uh, questions that we took from our live feed shout out Charlie guy he's over uh, in uh, shout out Charlie. virtual land writing down some of these questions um, so first question is how was it meeting red velvet I actually
1: didn't meet them. (laughs) You
0: actually didn't meet them. All right. Virtual, everything virtual. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I had my skeleton crew over, just got some of my friends, like some of my girlfriends, and then we just danced. And it was, it was a lot. It was really stressful because that was like my first time choreographing for a group ever, I think. That was like my first time like setting my own choreo on even just like, you know, musicians or, or artists or anything. So I was like, trying to figure everything out I remember I had just come I came back from what was it like Portugal or something I think like that the that night like that night I came I came back and then I spent the night and then that whole night I just choreographed like the whole thing because I was I was working and so I didn't really have the, the time to to like actually you know come up with moves um, and then the next morning we had to rehearse and film right away so I was just in a very short period of time just trying to like make it as, you know, as good as I can, I guess.
0: Crazy how fast those things move, right?
1: I know, yeah, it's insane.
0: Um, I think we all know the answer to this question, but because it came in, we're gonna ask you. This comes from at shf.trp. I don't know if that's supposed to be pronounced, but anyway, uh, how old are you, Bailey?
1: I'm 16. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I turned sixteen February. Yeah, yes,
0: sweet sixteen, love it, love it. Uh, this comes in from Miss Un Miss You in Wonderland. Um, I love to dance, but I'm not good at it, and I always get sad. Any tips?
1: Oh, don't get sad. <laughs> um, any tips? I feel like for me transitioning outside from competitive dance over to uh, more the industry community. Uh, I would say just keep pushing like I know a lot of people you know don't give up and everything but it's it's I feel like that's something that I really learned from you know just kind of keep going and like literally just keep working even when you don't want to like I would force myself to take class like my parents would even be like hey I know you don't want to but you probably should you know so like (laughs) come on you know just kind of keep pushing yourself to just keep going even if you don't. If you're not necessarily satisfied with where you're at at the moment, like for me, I would, I was so, oh my God, I was such a spaz when I was younger. Like, especially coming outside from like that competition world, I was growing up in like jazz funk and everything. So everything was super big for me. And I literally had videos when I was younger of me just going ham in like an ISO class. And it didn't make any sense, you know, but I had those like videos and I would always study those videos. Um, so yeah, I would say just repetition.
0: Basically, it's a good one. Uh, This comes from, man, I can't pronounce these, these uh, handles, man. There's just a lot of letters. There's a, I want to say A-R-A-V. A-A-R, a A -A a lot of A's and then many V's. Okay. uh, Question is, how was it filming the music video? And I'm guessing they're maybe talking about the K-Camp, K-Camp music video.
1: Yeah. It was a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah. The... The K-Camp one was... That was already, like, a while ago. Maybe even, like, a year ago-ish. But it was so much fun because I was with all my friends. Like, I know, like, I was hanging out with, like, Josh and, and Swag and everyone. And it was super simple, too. Like, we just... Othan fan had all of us just kind of like line up and he was like, okay, like one person freestyle like let's just do a, a Freestyle circle and K-Camp is super cool too. Like he's super chill. He's really nice um, I just recently did another music video with KSI and Lil Pump
0: That oh, that's probably the one the one that just recently came out. Yes
1: <laughs> It just came out a few days ago and that was that was such an experience for me such a great learning experience because um I was the only dancer in it, which was terrifying um, because I wasn't really sure like what was happening, you know, with the the director and everything. It was just me. So I was like, okay, well, how how should I go about this? You know, Um, but I just kind of freestyled the whole time. All the artists are super cool. It was a it was a great experience, especially learning from like the producers and directors and everything and seeing that deep into that other side of the behind the scenes was really, really dope.
0: This comes from at Bailey Sock underscore and underscore friends. Ice cream or cake?
1: What was that? Sorry.
0: Ice cream or cake?
1: Ice cream or cake? Um, Ice cream cake.
0: Ice cream cake. Ice cream cake. <laughs> I love ice cream cake. Uh, this one comes from at, uh, I think, Danielle underscore Santos. What is your favorite color?
1: Mm, it changes a lot. My favorite color. I feel like it. It always changes. I never really had a, a specific color, but I always kind of revert back to red for some reason. It's like I always, yeah, I would say red. I guess I kind of start sticking to that. I want to say red's my favorite.
0: Red is a great color. Wow, the, these questions are flooding in. Uh, this one comes from @bailey_is_goat. Will you ever oh come teach? Gosh. Will you ever come teach in the Philippines soon? I'm
1: so down after you know Corona and everything <laughs> passes over. Um, I'm super down
0: philippines let's go let's get bailey out there once it's safe um ah this one comes from arnell calvario can you share a positive example of a learning experience you have had and a negative one as well and how do these shape your teaching style as a young dance educator a classic arnell question so oh my God. A loaded let me repeat that can you share a positive example of a learning experience you have had and a negative one Positive and negative learning experience.
1: Oh gosh, what a question, man! Uh, positive example. Um, oh,
0: gosh. Maybe like something that you've like learned in um, learned as a as a teacher. I guess is what this question is. Oh, as a teacher. Learning, wait, can you share a positive example of a learning experience and a negative one? I guess just, yeah, anything that you've learned that was like, yo, this was tight and be like, oh, maybe this is not as good or maybe it's something that you can improve on or one of those types of things, I guess.
1: Mm. Um, I would say, oh gosh, when I was growing up, like, I had, a, like, a few teachers have been a little harsh, <laughs> you know, for me, and it definitely, like, It affected me in a few ways, you know, but in the end, because I've had like the guidance of my family and everything, they definitely taught me to shift my uh, mindset through everything, you know, so using it as motivation or just using it as a different way to to keep pushing myself. Um, But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of positive and negative at the same time, you know, taking uh, constructive criticism a little further, (laughs) you know, where it's not so much Constructive, um, but then the positive side of that, where it's just kind of focusing on myself and then learning how to to take the negative and turn it into positive. Yeah,
0: that is a great answer to that question. <laughs> and uh, for the sake of time, these questions are still coming in, guys. We appreciate it, but IG Live does cap off at one hour, so we don't want to oh, get cut yeah, off. Oh, it does.
1: That's right. So
0: um, for the sake of time, we may have to wrap it up the Q and A with that. But uh, Bailey, I want to say, first of all, so proud of you and you are an inspiration to so many people, um, young and old. Uh, we're big fans of you over here at Kinja's. We got to make some sort of a collaborative thing happen yes. at some point. Yes. Um, you heard it here. and. Um, shout out to your parents i saw somebody comment in here earlier about like man i wish my parents would like that man so do i my my parents weren't supportive of me like that but i love my parents um everybody has their own unique experience but uh your parents are awesome they're raising you to be such an amazing young woman and um you're you're yeah you're killing it you're doing a lot of things um and beyond that it, it blows my mind as i'm talking to you like you're like 16 years old but you're talking you're talking <laughs> like you have a lot of experience already like you've already seen a lot of things that many people have yet to see uh, it takes years and years for people to be able to achieve some of the stuff that you've already um accomplished so um i love like just your humility and your your drive your hard work is super inspiring um thank you for being such a positive um you know even as a young woman a role model to so many
1: oh my gosh thank you uh, guys thank you so much i mean i really really appreciate you guys i've been trying to i mean we i know we've been trying to figure out a day where we could actually have this conversation and everything but um now we can (laughs) i'm a huge fan as of the the podcast as you know i've listened to so many of them
0: yeah we'll get you in here next time we'll get you actually in the room you know once everything chills out um but uh for those of the the people who want to kind of follow the journey uh where can they kind of see what's going on in your life
1: um instagram yeah instagram youtube i'm on youtube as well um i'm actually plug the
0: handles and all that
1: uh youtube bailey sock instagram also bailey sock uh TikTok Bailey's <laughs> <Family laughs> Zog <song> one <laughs> um yeah that's basically it yeah and you can probably find me through my other Like, if you find me on Instagram, you can probably see my other handles as well.
0: There it is. It'll be easy to find. We'll plug all that information in the notes and stuff. Um, Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast live stream. This is our second one. Uh, We're going to be doing this every Sunday um, at at around 2 o'clock. We're going to try. It all depends on people's availability. But uh, if you miss the live stream here, you're going to be able to hear the audio on the podcast streaming platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever. We're going to be up on there. Um, Yeah, all we ask that you do is share it, screenshot your phone, uh, let us know what you're digging and listening to. I love regramming all that stuff. And uh, yeah, share it with your folks, share it with your friends. For some reason, people aren't listening to podcasts as much because it's weird lockdown time. So I don't know, I guess most people do it when they're driving, but there's a lot of good stuff out there, guys. So uh, keep listening, keep sharing, and we appreciate you guys. Stay safe, stay at home, stay healthy, dance. Move, catch up on dance movies, read books, cook, do all that stuff. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you, Bailey. Peace.